Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. It's time for another episode of Garrison Talk Sports here on Anchor. Happy Monday to you guys. I hope you guys had a great weekend. There was a lot of sports action that we need to catch up on, need to talk about. Uh, first, we'll go ahead and start things off with the NBA. The Toronto Raptors improved their record to 33-12 and by defeating the Washington Wizards, who fall to 18-26, and by a score of 140 to 138. This took two overtimes to do so. Uh, there were some excellent performances on both sides of the court. Kawhi Leonard went off for 41 points, added 11 rebounds and 5 assists to his box score. Bradley Beal, on the other hand, put up a triple-double, had 43 points, 15 assists, and 10 rebounds in the losing effort. Again, Toronto is battling for a top spot in the Eastern Conference, and the Wizards are really struggling this season, especially without John Wall. He's done for the rest of the year. This all falls to Bradley Beal, and there's some excellent pieces in Washington. They just have not been able to put it together. Elsewhere in the Eastern Conference, the 76ers picked up another win last night at the expense of the New York Knicks. The 76ers improved to 28 and 16 with the win, and the Knicks fall to a measly 10 and 33. Joel Embiid had 26 points and 8 rebounds on the night, while Ben Simmons had an excellent night with 20 points, 22 rebounds, and 9 assists. Insert Rookie of the Year joke here. The Warriors won their fourth straight win uh, last night as they took down the Dallas Mavericks by a score of 119 to 114. The Warriors are now 29 and 14 on the season, and the Mavericks fall to 20 and 23. Uh, some of the better performers that night: Steph Curry exploded for 48 points, six rebounds, and five assists. Uh, Luka Doncic, the outstanding rookie for the Dallas Mavericks, he may as well win Rookie of the Year right now. Had 26 points, 6 rebounds, and a couple assists to go with that. The Denver Nuggets have won 8 of their last 10 games after defeating the Portland Trailblazers last night by a score of 116-113. to 113, Very close game. Uh, the Nuggets are now 29-13 and 13 on the season, and the Trailblazers fall to 26-18. and 18. Nikola Jokic is making a case for being the best big man in the league with his 40 points, 10 rebounds, and 8 assists last night. He has had a fantastic season. Damian Lillard had 26 points, 7 assists, and 4 rebounds. The LA Lakers lost an embarrassing game last night at the hands of the Cleveland Cavaliers, who were on a 12-game losing streak going into last night's game. They now sit at 9-35 on the season. Uh, they lost to the, uh, to the Cavs 101-95. Uh, the Lakers finished the game shooting 39.6% from the floor, including 20.6% on three-pointers. They also missed 11 of their 27 free-throw attempts. Uh, Ball said after the game, we want to win. It's our team right now. Well, their team is now 3-7 and seven without LeBron James, and with every loss they absorb, uh, it makes their overall record by a score of 23-21 and 21 now. They look more and more like a James-inspired miracle. It really does make LeBron James look like the MVP of the league if he's able to take this Lakers talent and turn them into a, or a above 500 team. Uh, at the longer this groin injury with James goes, the less and less likely it looks like the Lakers would have a shot at the postseason especially when you look at the Eastern Conference and how stacked it is. You have the Denver Nuggets, Golden State Warriors, 
Uh, even the Dallas Mavericks have looked impressive at times, thanks to Luka Doncic, the Spurs, Portland, Pelicans. There's just a lot of great teams. The Rockets, although last night we'll get to we'll get to last night in a bit, but uh, the Lakers are in some trouble right now, and this could be. I wonder. It makes me wonder if this is a side effect of LeBron James' age. He's 34 now. Uh, he's been to what was it, seven or eight finals in a row, which is an impressive feat in its own right. Even though they lost most of those, <laughs> but um, if, if I'm a Laker fan, I'm definitely a little bit concerned with how long that this has gone on. He's now missed ten games with this groin injury at first it seemed like a fluke you know he'll be back at it but this is dragged on and on so uh, best wishes to LeBron and his recovery and uh, certainly a recovery to the Lakers season um, as soon as he gets back hopefully let's see here uh, the Rockets yeah I was just mentioning the Rockets uh, they fell to the Magic last night the uh, Orlando Magic by a score of 116 to 109 the Rockets fall to 24 and 18 on the season, while the Magic improved to 19 and 24. And uh, the Magic definitely seeing some improvement uh, with their squad. Vucevic and or Nikola Vucevic and Aaron Gordon combined for 44 points on the night, and had they filled up the stat sheet in a lot of other ways too, with rebounds and assists. Uh, the one stat I want to point to was James Harden. James Harden scored 38 points. That seems great. Seems like a good night, right? Well. He went 1 of 17 from three-point land. 1 of 17. Easily one of the worst three-pointing shoot... Or one of the worst shooting performances ever. I heard... Uh, I was just listening to um, the Dan Patrick show. And he said that that equates to 5% from the behind the arc. Uh, the last time we had that poor shooting night was... Um, I forget the first name, but it was a Stoudemire back from Portland. So, uh, I think James Harden is kind of a cancer for basketball, if I'm being honest. The way he plays the game, he holds the ball uh, for 20 seconds of the shot clock a lot of the time, waits for a pick and roll, dances around, dribble, 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 forces up a shot. And don't get me wrong, a lot of the times it goes in. That's great. But when it gets to the playoffs, he'll disappear. He'll disappear. Anyway, guys, that wraps up the NBA. Um, got some uh, got some good matchups today. Let me take a look here and pull it up since I'm on the subject. So we look at the NBA schedule today. Assuming my computer will find it. There we go. The Celtics uh, taking on the Brooklyn Nets. Memphis Grizzlies, Houston Rockets, the Hornets, and the Spurs will go today. Pretty uh, sad picture uh, posted to Tony Parker's Instagram today. Tony Parker staring up into the rafters of San Antonio. Just said, you know, simple, simple, uh, simple tagline was um, em emotional and nostalgic. And uh, as a as a Spurs fan, you know that's it's tough to see because you you really do miss the guy and it doesn't look right seeing him in a Hornets uniform. I'm happy for him that he's uh, getting to play a more significant role in Nor in uh, excuse me Charlotte, but uh, it still just doesn't look right. So I wish Tony the best tonight. I hope he plays well, but I also hope he loses. 
In any case, uh, that's going to do it for the NBA. Got some Kyler Murray news coming up in just a sec. So, speaking of Kyler Murray, the Oakland Athletics can sign Kyler Murray to a major league deal and offer him significant guaranteed money to choose baseball over football without running afoul of major league baseball rules. League sources told ESPN the latest plot twist in sport versus sport battle for the Heisman Trophy winner that's expected to be resolved in the coming days. The top A's executives, a marketing executive from the MLB and others, met Sunday afternoon with Murray in Dallas, sources told ESPN. To better understand what it would take for Murray to forego a football career and sell him on playing baseball full-time, Murray is expected to declare for the NFL draft before Monday's deadline, though doing so would not preclude him from agreeing to a new deal with the A's. Apparently, Kyler Murray wants a guaranteed $15 million from the A's if they want him to play baseball full-time. So, high asking price to be sure, but why not if he's in this position? He's got to market himself, and he's got to believe in himself. And, you know, if, if you look at the difference between the two sports, for baseball, I may not know, you know, all there is to know about baseball, but he most likely isn't going to start right away playing for the A's. He's not. He's likely going to go down to rookie ball, and then he's going to work his way up slowly and methodically through triple uh, A, double A, single A, before finally getting called to the majors. It's a long and extensive process. Uh, it's long bus rides, crappy hotels, and not much money being made in your first few years. Now, obviously, the A's could certainly accelerate this process, and maybe that's something that Kyler is going to negotiate for or include in this talk with the A's. Um, Billy Bean was one of the uh, executives that went to meet with him, so maybe he can just include that in his list of demands, saying, I don't want to stay in the minors for long. I plan on being in the majors very sh very soon. So, really, the ball is in the A's field, court, whatever you want to say. Um, if they really want Kyler Murray, they need to make this offer and meet his demands. And um, obviously, if if you're a major league player and you, know, and you see this young rookie making these demands waltzing into camp, that may not settle well with you, but if I'm Kyler, you know, I see where he's coming from. When you look at the NFL... He has the chance to potentially start right away, depending on where he's drafted and what scheme fits him best, et cetera, et cetera. He would be the shortest quarterback in the NFL, standing at five foot nine. That's the shortest since Doug Flutie, who was at five ten back in the day. But depending on where he goes, he has the chance to play right away. You look at the way the other rookies this year played. Sam Darnold had some bright spots. Josh Allen, even though Buffalo had a horrible season, he had some good moments. Baker Mayfield got the Browns seven wins in his time as uh, the starting quarterback. So if I'm Kyler Murray, I'm sitting there thinking, man, I could play right away and make some really good money in the NFL. Now, I'm sure one of the things the A's are going to mention is the injury risk of playing in the NFL. Baseball, yes, you know, you can you have arm and shoulder issues, to be sure. Um, but in the NFL, you know, it's brutal. And Kyler Murray, he's a, he has a lot of good speed, athleticism, 
but that's not going to be as it's not going to be as prevalent, I guess, in the NFL. Because in the NFL, you have six foot six, two hundred and eighty pound defensive ends that can keep up with you, side to side at least. And Kyler Murray certainly is a spectacular athlete. He's got good arm talent, but is he going to be able to survive the rigors of the NFL? I just don't know. If I'm an NFL team and I've got an early first-round pick, I don't know if I'm banking on him. So Kyler Murray, not only do the A's have some decisions to make, Kyler Murray's got some decisions to make, but it does sound like he's leaning towards the NFL right now. It sounds like uh, he, you know, it's uh, almost a guarantee that he's entering the draft today. Um, so... He's got some decisions to make, and it's going to be interesting to see uh, which which direction he finally goes to. Either way, I think either league is getting a bright young star for the future. But he just might want to be a star that burns right now, and in that case, it's the NFL. We've got some results from the Premier League for you guys. Liverpool defeated Brighton this weekend by a score of 1-0. This gives Liverpool 57 points on the table and a 7-point cushion between themselves and Man City. Now, Man City has a chance to close the gap tonight as they take on Wolves. Uh, they would cut the gap to 4 with the victory, and Man City certainly has looked impressive, uh, had excellent form the last couple of weeks and uh, especially so in that 2 to 1 win over Liverpool. So, um some that's going to be uh an interesting matchup tonight again Man City taking on the Wolves. Uh Spurs fall to Manchester United by a score of 1-0 thanks to David De Gea. Tottenham remain at 48 points on the table and Marcus Rashford got the game-winning goal at the 44-minute mark and Tottenham didn't even play badly. This was David De Gea who won the game. Uh, for Manchester United. Tottenham had a lot of shots on goal in the second half. Harry Kane, Deli Alley, um, both of them were aggressively striking the ball at the goal. And David De Gea just made a lot of impressive saves. Um, were he to uh, have slipped up on a few of those, it would have been an easy 2-1 to -one win for Tottenham. Um, defensively, they stepped up in the second half. Offensively, they were attacking the goal with reckless abandon basically um there were a lot of ways that game could have gone last night and uh it just didn't go the spurs way uh and uh chelsea defeated newcastle two to one and move up just one point back from tottenham on the league table at 47 points so things are certainly tightening up in the two versus four marks and uh manchester united is gunning for a top four spot as well um, and with that win, that certainly helps their their odds uh, moving up. So uh, that was your quick Premier League uh, checkup. Uh, let's go ahead and move on to the NFL. We had a lot of action to talk about this weekend. So the NFL was in action and on the main stage this weekend, and we had four games, uh, the divisional round, basically deciding who we were going to see in the AFC and uh, excuse me NFC championship games respectively. Uh, I went three of four this weekend. If I don't know if you guys remember, but Friday I went ahead and gave you my predictions for who was going to win these games. Uh, the, I picked the Colts, I picked the Rams, I picked the Patriots, and I picked the Saints. So I got one wrong, and that was the Chiefs versus Colts. Uh, Kansas City ended up winning that game by a score of thirty-one to thirteen. 
and just looked very impressive on both sides of the ball. Let's go ahead and cut into the meat of this game. Indianapolis just was not able to do anything offensively. You're looking at, I'm looking at the numbers here. Andrew Luck was 19 of 36, 203 yards for a touchdown. Uh, the run game didn't have much success. Marlon Mack was the best running back for the Colts that day with nine rush attempts for 46 yards. Uh, T.Y. Hilton got the lone touchdown, four receptions, 60 yards on a touchdown. But again, it just wasn't Indianapolis's day offensively. And um, I didn't think that was going to be the issue. I thought, you know, Indianapolis was going to be the, a team that would put up points and keep pace with Kansas City. Uh, and that's why I had them winning it by a score of 31-20. to 20. Um, I thought, if anything, the Colts' defense was going to be the difference, especially when you look at last last week's win over the Houston Texans. They won that 21-7 to and made a pretty good Houston Texans offense look pedestrian. So I thought we were going to maybe see a trend here and see some more of that. But it was not meant to be as we look at the numbers for Kansas City. Pat Mahomes didn't have a great day. It was the rushing attack. Mahomes was 27-41 for 278, no touchdowns and no picks. Uh, but on the run, on the running game, uh, wasn't even that many yards. But Damian Williams had a great day. 25 carries for 129 yards and a touchdown. Tyreek Hill got a rushing touchdown. One carry for 36 yards. He, they can just use him all over the field. And I'm sure we're going to see that in the game against New England next week. Uh, Daryl Williams got in the end zone. Three carries, nine yards and a touchdown. And finally, Pat Mahomes, he rushed one in. Uh, he carried the ball three times for eight yards and a touchdown. Looking at the receiving, it was Travis Kelsey, a heavy dose of him, seven receptions for 108 yards. Tyreek Hill, eight receptions, 72 yards. Sammy Watkins finding a niche here in Kansas City, six receptions, 62 yards. So Kansas City certainly had an impressive offensive day, and um, you know that's a testament to, uh, to just – Pat Mahomes and how they've run that offense all year. So, um, I'm not. That's the the scary thing about the Patriots, though. Next week is Bill Belichick when he has time to look and study your film. He figures it out. He has for the past ten years. It seems like so. Kansas City have a very big test coming up, and uh, that's by the name of the New England Patriots. Let's go ahead and dive into their game. Speaking of which. Uh, this game wasn't close from the get-go. Um, I'm not sure exactly what the score was, but at halftime, I'm thinking it was 35-7. to <laughs> So uh, I picked, I, I had the Patriots winning the game 31-28, to and I just thought the Chargers were going to bring it. I thought we were going to see a pretty good game, and that was one of the games that I highlighted, but... Not meant to be. Phillip Rivers had a tough day, 25 of 51. He did have 331 yards and three touchdowns, but it, by that point it was all too late as the Patriots were basically on cruise control the rest of the, the, rest of the game. Um, just kind of a tough day for L.A. I think Tom Brady is now 8-0 against Phillip Rivers in playoff games. And this is just what the Patriots do. They just... Around this time of year, it just starts clicking. After the season started, you know, tough, tough first few weeks for the Patriots. Everyone starts, you know, saying this every year. This is the end of the Patriots. Finally, Tom Brady's too old. Patriots defense not good enough. They don't. He doesn't have any receivers to throw to. 
Season's over. Well, let's look at the numbers for the Patriots this week. Sonny Michelle, 24 carries, 129 yards. That's good for an average of 5.4. He had three touchdowns on the day. Julian Edelman, nine receptions, 151 yards, 16.8 yards per catch. And James White, 15 receptions, 97 yards. Rob Gronkowski wasn't even really a factor in this game. One reception for 25 yards. Report came out yesterday that um, Gronkowski is all going to consider retirement once again uh, this offseason, and I, why not? You know, he hasn't really done anything the past few years, and um, his, he's old, he's beaten up. You know, he cer he certainly is young enough to keep going, but. His body has just endured a lot. So, um, I would not be shocked if Gronkowski were to retire. But, in any case, that's going to be an interesting game next week. The Kansas City Chiefs have all the bells and the whistles, the big names playing well. The defense stood up this weekend against the Colts. But it's the Patriots. It's tough to pick against them. It's like Alabama with Nick Saban. It's tough to pick against them. Obviously, they kind of got their butts kicked by Clemson. But in any case, stay on task here. The It's just tough to pick against Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. We'll see if I change my mind closer to time. But, you know, whenever the Patriots are involved, you feel like you're leaning that direction. There were two other games, uh, the Cowboys and Rams. I thought I picked this one almost exact. Uh, I had the Rams winning 35-20. to 20. Final score was Rams 30, Cowboys 22. So, Cowboys didn't keep this game uh, interesting. Um, at the end of the first quarter, it was 20-7. Uh, to 7, And they did battle their way back with a two-point conversion in the third quarter and a touchdown apiece in the fourth, but were not ultimately able to um, chip away. So, um... Let's dive into the numbers here. Dak Prescott, 20 of 32, 266 and a touchdown. Amari Cooper had the touchdown reception. Michael Gallup, six receptions, 119 yards. Not bad for a, such a young player. I thought the Cowboys played okay. You know, um, it, they're certainly not a flashy team. Um, Ezekiel Elliott is nowhere listed in the stats here. Not sure if he got hurt immediately. I'm not seeing that. I, I'll be honest with you, I didn't even watch this game. So, Wow. Well, in any case, uh, the Rams, let's take a look at them. Um, C.J. Anderson, the hero of the day. Talk about a year for C.J. Um, cut. He's cut by Denver. Bounces around to a couple other teams, cut both times, released, whatever. Ends up in L.A., and now he's a playoff hero. 23 carries, 123 yards, two touchdowns. Todd Gurley, 16 carries, 115 yards, and a touchdown. And then uh, Jared Goff had a kind of a pedestrian, 15 of 28, 186 yards. No touchdowns, no picks. That's just... What a story is C.J. Anderson. Now the question becomes, do the Rams have enough firepower to take down the Saints? The Saints, speaking of which, survived 
a uh, tough game against the Eagles by a score of 20 to 14. They were down 14 nothing in the first, and I was, you know, while I was watching this, I was thinking, oh boy, <laughs> here comes Nick Foles working his magic, and it just didn't pan out. The New Orleans defense is the biggest change that we've seen. You know, at, that's that's the whole reason why New Orleans is where they are, is their defense, and how big much of a change we've seen. Years past, it was uh, statistically the worst defense in the NFL. And now they've in you know invested in it with draft picks and um, moving some money around to bring in good defensive players. And now they will have one of the best defenses in the league, and it showed last night. 14 points is all the Eagles were able to get. And the game kind of ended when Alshon Jeffrey dropped a ball through his hands and into the arms of a waiting Saints defender. Got to feel bad for Alshon. He took the blame for it and apologized to his teammates in the city of Philly. But um, say that didn't happen. He made the catch and they moved the ball down the field for another first down. A lot could have happened and a lot could have changed. But, you know, got to wonder if Nick Foles still had the ball at that point. Could the Eagles have gone down and made the game-winning touchdown? We'll never know. That's the crazy thing about sports. Brees was 28 of 38 on the day, 301 yards, two touchdowns. Kamara had kind of a pedestrian day himself, 16 carries, 71 yards. Michael Thomas went off, 12 receptions, 171 yards on a touchdown, good for an average of 14.2 per reception. He is an impressive receiver, let me tell you. I just don't know who's really going to cover Michael Thomas from the Rams. Yes, they have Aqib Tlaib. Yes, they have Marcus Peters, big-name guys. But they haven't really performed this season. You know, big names, but nothing. So what? Rams defense has been mediocre this whole season. Michael Thomas, he's only 25 years of age. 6'3", 203. Big body, talented, great hands. We saw that yesterday, that's for sure. So next next week we got some great matchups. Patriots, Chiefs, Rams, Saints. Uh, the Rams and Saints had an epic game, 51-48 to in favor of the... Did I say Chiefs-Rams? I meant Saints-Rams. The Saints have an epic game against the Rams this year. It was by end by a score of 51 to 48. And uh, man, you you just got a feeling that it's going to be similar, that's for sure. Especially with Sean McVay and uh coach Peyton doing back and forth. Um you got to you got to think we're going to see some similar statistics. Um, on the other side, you look at the Chiefs and Patriots. They had an epic game themselves. That was in the 40s. Let's see if I can find that game. 43-40. to 40. That game came down to the wire, and who had the ball last? Regardless, whoever wins this coming week, we're going to have a, a pretty big offensive explosion I'm thinking, unless it's the Patriots and the Saints, then we could have a defensive battle just because 
Saints defense is much improved, and Bill Belichick can turn a defense of hodgepodge players into a winning and winning ingredients. Anyways, guys, this is something we're gonna keep an eye on. Something, uh, something that I'm sure we'll talk about. Uh, something we'll talk about on Wednesday's show, but. Uh, we're just going to take it day by day, and my mind may change a couple of times here and there. You never know. These teams all seem pretty evenly matched. It's just a matter of uh, some X's and O's here by both coaches. All four of these coaches are smart. Andy Reid, Bill Belichick. They've dueled a, numer of, numer, or a number of times. Excuse me. Can't talk. Jeez. Bill Belichick obviously has gotten the best of Reed on most occasions, but Reed can really put an offensive game plan together. That's a chess match if I've ever seen one. On the other side, Peyton and McVay. McVay, one of the brightest young talents we've seen for some time, and the way he is, his brain works football is just miraculous. So, some great matchups coming our way. That's going to do it for this week or this Monday's show, guys. It is uh, Monday, the 14th, January of fourth, uh, January 14th of 2019. Still early in this new year. Uh, I'll be back Wednesday, like I mentioned. Thanks for listening to this episode of Garrison Talk Sports here on Anchor. If you liked what you heard, please show your support by favoriting my channel here on Anchor or by subscribing to my show on one of the ten following platforms. You obviously have Anchor, but iTunes, Google Podcasts, Google Play Music, Spotify, Breaker, Castbox, Overcast. Pocket Cast and Radio Republic, more to come. And if you really like the show, I'd be more than grateful if you were willing to make a small monthly donation to Garrison Talk Sports so I can continue to bring you new and refreshing content on a weekly basis. Again, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday is my schedule. So, um, I wish you guys a good rest of your Monday. Stay safe out there, and I will see you guys Wednesday. This has been Garrison Talk Sports here on Anchor. Take care, guys.